Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. The Bundle of Joy is the newest addition to their family of vegan products. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm is your organic and lanolin-free answer to sore or cracked nipples. And uh, we'll hear more from our sponsors later, Um, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page. And if you need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send these episodes straight to your inbox every week. Um, And now Diane has our review of the week. And it came to our email at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can also put these on iTunes. That's super helpful if you can do that for us, too. It helps the podcast a lot. helps people find us. Um, This says, hi, ladies. I just want you to know how encouraging and helpful your podcast has been to me. Recently, our pediatrician told us our exclusively breastfed six-month-old son wasn't gaining at the rate they would like to see, but he was still gaining. She told me I needed a supplement with formula. Fast forward two weeks and I went to an appointment with an LC for some advice and encouragement. She told me I wasn't producing enough milk, that my six-month-old was probably weaning himself since I was only pumping three to four ounces, that I should supplement because I wasn't enough per feeding he eats every two to three hours. I brought up the fact that what I pump versus what he breastfeeds isn't equal and she told me it was a good measure for how much he was getting. I was devastated and questioned if I was doing the right thing for my baby. Was my supply low? Was he already weaning? Then I found your podcast. Your fact-based but casual outlook on breastfeeding has calmed my anxiety. You restored my confidence in myself and my ability to feed my baby. He is happy, healthy, and developing beautifully, and my body is capable of giving him everything he needs. I just wanted you to know that you've made a world of difference in our breastfeeding journey. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much for this. and. I have so much that I would love to say about this. <laughs> uh, the, one of the go. All right. I'm on the clock. Um, one of the reasons why I took this today was because we are, well, we're eventually going to talk about oversupply, but um, Diane has already informed me that we hope we get to oversupply. Which is, there's a lot to say today. <laughs> I'm just all sorts of fired up this morning, but she was only, only pumping three to four ounces. I know. My only? God. Hello. That is like bordering on oversupply people. Yeah. Come on. Like yeah. this is insane. And I just, there's so much with this and I am so proud of her. Like, I don't know her, but I would be like so proud of her because she was like questioning it and being like, well, look at, well, I know what I'm pumping is not equal to what he's getting. Like she's right. Yeah. She's right. And this is like crazy. And we know also that six month olds, exclusively breastfeeding six month old babies, do not gain at the same rate as formula feeding babies do. And we know that, but I think a lot of providers don't know that sometimes or they forget because we don't see babies breastfeeding that long most of the time in our country. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a unicorn when you go in with your six month old and he's exclusively breastfeeding and people are like, oh, I don't think he's gaining the way he should be. But we have to look at all the things. And I know we've done episodes on this before. We have to look at, okay, is he meeting his milestones? Is he gaining at all? Did he lose weight? And she did. She even said in here, he did not lose weight. He just wasn't gaining at the level that they wanted him to be. Was he growing in length? 
was his head circumference growing? Is he eating regularly? Is he pooping and peeing? Like there's a lot of stuff there that we need to look at instead of just the number on the scale. I mean, babies aren't even born weighing the same. So why would they gain the same or weigh the same at different ages? Or what? I mean, like, sure, things are go wrong sometimes, but like, it's not automatic that babies are just going to all gain exactly the same way. No. And I will, I will take like this to sense. my grave. What you pump is not no. equivalent to what you are, what oh you are God. producing. That is like the biggest, that is, there's no argument around that. No. This is not debatable. That is a fact. And the fact that that LC, I'm really like disappointed about that, that that LC was like, well, that's not enough. Yeah, it is. It is enough. And when you have a baby that's eating every two to three hours, that's two ounces at a time is enough. Like this is crazy that anybody's even like questioning her supply when she's pumping out three to four ounces at a time. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. And offer formula at this point when she's uh, pumping that much milk. Yeah. And he can have solids. I right. just and he's six can't. months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good for you. You did awesome navigating through that. And I just was like, oh, like that kind of stuff just makes me crazy because yeah. it is. We're causing so much stress and anxiety for people when there's absolutely no reason to. Right. It's not even that they, it's, 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 it's just absolutely no reason to be worrying about this. Ugh. The baby I'm, is fine. Baby is fine. <laughs> so that was my first soapbox for today. Like that just, I would, you know, I was like, oh my God. Ugh. But I did seriously pick that because of that, like three to four ounces. Like if that's a lot to pump and we're going to talk about that when we finally get to oversupply. But um, <laughs> it, that's, that's a good amount of milk to be pumping. So that is a great amount of yeah. milk. Oh that is a great amount it of milk. It is a great milk. amount of milk. To be that's pumping. what you I, that's what I hear. I oh I, I don't know. I don't know if I can I don't know if I sent this to you or whatever, but um or no, I don't think I did because it was came into a message and I gotta find it on Instagram. But um this um person emailed or messaged on Instagram and like a picture of like her two giant like bottles and um you know clearly saying like I have an oversupply. Um but you hear all the time. Okay, that didn't that introduction didn't make any sense. So I'm just going to simply say, <laughs> I hear a lot of like, okay, I used to pump like six or seven ounces at a at a time, and now I'm only pumping three or four. Like, yeah. my supply is dwindling, and what do I do? And it's like, whoa, yeah, whoa, I hear whoa. that too. You know, yeah. that is know. extremely. I- that is way too much milk. That's an oversupply. That's the that's the point where like you need to decide. Are you going to like donate your milk or let's like, let's get this under control. Right. Right. Cause that's too much. And we're going to like be too much. People don't realize that it can be too much. Mm -hmm. You can have too much breast milk. Cause we just have it in our mind that we have to stuff these babies. It's, oh my gosh, I have so much Anyway, to what's your second soapbox when we can get into it? So my second soapbox, I heard it for a minute there before we got on. And so this week, this is like quite the week um, in the United States for all sorts of stuff that is, you know, against the rights of parents. But they did not. They there was something in the in the um, Senate waiting to pass called the Pump Act, which was going to 
it was going to be a federal law that was going to um, kind of close the loopholes with a lot of our little pumping regulations that we have for people that are returning to work that are having trouble pumping in the workplace. So this was going to close those loopholes for people that are really struggling to try to make it work. And they did not pass it because it would be too burdensome for employers. And Aww, what about people in the corporation? I know. And it said, you know, it could disrupt our our um capitalism. <laughs> the supply chain even more. Yeah, exactly. If That's people had is. to stop to pump for 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> it would disrupt it even yeah. further. So they said, sorry about that. But there is like, I guess, another thing that they're trying to pass that is uh, supposedly going to help, but I have like zero faith in anything for our government. So I'm just like really disgusted by that because another thing that they didn't pass too was like more formula regulations. Yeah. That's another thing they didn't pass. They didn't pass the um, formula relief thing yeah. either. Yeah. They were, That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that the, which would mean? have eased eased up on a lot of the formula regulations so that oh, people can oh, get formula yeah, yeah. for so their people babies. People can get formula because we're in a baby shortage. We're in a formula shortage, not in a baby shortage. So, hey, you know what? <laughs> we're about to not be in a baby shortage at all. Because <laughs> they reverse Roe versus Wade, which I'm sure everybody knows. But at the same time, we're not going to, uh, you know, help with the formula shortage and we're going to not help people pump and f- take care of these babies that they're going to be forced to have. All in the same week. All in the, All this is like, in the same insane. week. This is not, you're not on candid camera. This is America. <laughs> it's like oh, a joke. That's insane. I mean, it's like scarier and more horrible than a joke, but it's like, it's just seems like, I. it's like... <laughs> I'm just speechless. I know. For once in my life, I'm speechless. So there was never a more important time for us to try to support each other. So. Right. We got to. Yeah. We got to stick together, everybody. We got to start really. Yeah. Figuring out how to help each other because um, people are going to be needing it more than ever. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and being those people because we get messages all the time from listeners saying that they're like you know, help to try to support others and all that stuff. And it's, you know, it is just, I got an email actually from a listener yesterday who I did a consult with several months ago who messaged me and she was like, oh my gosh, things are, you know, so good. And we're at 10 months now and I've donated so much milk and like stuff like that. I was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, for somebody who didn't think she was going to make it past the first like month. So um, if you can like, even just supporting each other, is just amazing to do. Um, yeah it's a crisis and it's gonna get worse and uh yeah okay so oversupply we got there we did we got there Mm -hmm. um and i do have a lot i want to say about this too because i feel like i see this more and more now than i used to um and i really do think a lot of it is you know the return to work or um just the the fear. Like I had somebody the other day that I, I spoke with and they had told her her baby had lost way too much weight in the hospital. And oh my gosh, you need to feed, 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 feed. And your baby is, you know, has to gain all this weight really quickly. And she was so scared that it's like, you know, she's pumping and she's feeding and she's doing all these things. And now we have an oversupply and she's too afraid to not have an oversupply. 
Because what happens if, if her milk goes away? And that's what I hear a lot of times with working parents are like, well, I want an oversupply. I've had people tell me that I want an oversupply now so that I will have enough milk when yeah. I return to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is, I, I don't even know how to feel for these parents because we should never be in that place where that's, where that's what we were, are worrying about. Like we should be able to just feed our babies and enjoy our babies. And we can't because we're so worried about what can happen and our milk supplies. And, you know, we don't realize what a good milk supply really is either. And no, I, we have no idea. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is that we don't even realize what, what we're supposed to have. So we just think we don't have enough. And I'm, this is exactly what I went through when I was having, when I had Jack and I was planning to return to work and I was pumping and I wasn't getting much. I didn't, I didn't know anything about pumping. I didn't know anything about anything. I was just sticking it on my boobs, whatever came in the bag and then <laughs> trying to get stuff out and like not much is coming out. And, um, and then I'm like, oh my God, my, you know, you, you look on social media or you, you see these things on the internet. It's just like and people have their freezers like completely full of bags of milk. You know, like the whole door mm. is like, yep. you know, the whole thing is filled with like milk bags. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't have nearly that a mu- that much. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I quit my job for more reasons than just that, but that was definitely part of it. And I didn't know, I didn't know that, you know, what I was supposed to be pumping. So you just don't, you don't, you're just automatically think you don't have enough because I think we just don't know. I mean, we're wired. I mean, we are wired as humans to think negatively. This is, this is like a survival thing. You know, this is our survival technique. It's like, okay, this isn't enough. We need to plan. We need to prepare for this crisis. Um, And if you don't know otherwise, that's just what you're working on. One of the things that I want everybody to remember, which is I, I, when you are pumping, because the pumping piece is so visual and so psychological, right? Like it's just, we base everything we do on what, on the pump. And it's like, that is zero indication of what your supply is like. What you are pumping, the amount of milk you're pumping, all that shows you is the amount of milk you've pumped. It does not say anything about your supply. It does not say anything about how much the baby takes. And we hear that all the time. We hear people say, all right, pump and let's see how much you're making so that we know how much the baby's getting. It does not mean anything. It doesn't. All it shows you is what the what you're pumping. That's it. How your body's responding moment. to a pump. Yeah, in that moment, exactly. But the thing to remember is if you're pumping, so like let's take this email. She said, I was only pumping three to four ounces. If somebody tells me they are pumping three to four ounces of milk, that tells me they have way more milk in the breast because we know that pumps do not drain the breast. Pumps do not drain the breast. They do not take all the milk out of the breast we know that there's more milk in there than that three to four ounces that she pumped out. So when we know that, like now she, now she can kind of think in her head, oh, I pumped four ounces, but I make way more than that because the pump doesn't get all the milk. That's why it sounds like you're pumping four ounces. It sounds like an oversupply because you're making way more than four ounces. Does that make sense? I don't even yeah. know. If I'm, t- I'm probably talking in circles, but... <laughs> 
that is a really important thing to remember to tell yourself is, and the amount of milk, like you can even look up on, cause I was, I was doing a little Googling with this just to see kind of like what came up and like Kelly mom says the amount of milk, cause you know, everybody asks like, how much milk should I be pumping? And it's different for everybody. It is different for everybody. It's different for time of day. It's different for the pump you're using. It's different depending on how many babies and who you are. It's just like, there's so many variables to pumping, but Kelly mom says eh, half an ounce to two ounces is appropriate amount. Another thing I read said, if you're pumping like four ounces, you have an oversupply. And most people I know, they do not consider four ounces an oversupply. No, no. They would consider that. Low. Yeah. That, yeah. They would consider that like the bare minimum. Yeah. And that's that's not the case. Um, it is, It is not helpful to have an oversupply. I mean, like, it, it is not. And I think people want that because they're like, oh, well, what's wrong with having an oversupply? What's ha- wrong with having a lot of milk? There's a lot There's a lot of problems that happen when you have a lot of milk. And one of them is it's really hard for your baby to control that when you have a lot of milk. Sometimes you get that choking and sputtering and your baby's pulling off because they're just getting a lot of milk really quickly. And it's hard for them to to manage that. That can be a problem. Mm-hmm. You also have a lot of discomfort personally, like you're full, you're uncomfortable. Um, the baby, and sometimes people will be like, well, the baby's not draining me. It's like the baby can't drain you when you have that much milk. Yeah. They can't. It's too much for the baby. It's too it's much. Too there, much. There can be too much milk for a baby. So it's like, yes, then you're going to end up with plugged plugged milk ducts and clogged ducts and mastitis and things like that because it is just too much milk. And we are like, so we're like, we start off right away pumping right away. People are like automatically pumping right away. And that is causing these oversupplies. That is one of the biggest reasons for these oversupplies is that starting that pumping routine very, very early into your breastfeeding relationship. and. We can probably, let's talk about that more after our, our ads. Okay. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. Original Sprout's newest addition to its family of vegan products is called the Bundle of Joy. This is a woven basket full of original Sprout products, swaddled in a white hand towel and fastened with a big chrome safety pin. The Bundle of Joy makes the perfect baby shower gift or just a great way to say congratulations to the expecting mom in your life or yourself. With a retail value of over $120, it's being offered at the introductory price of $74.99. But... As a Badass Breastfeeder listener, you can take an additional 25% off of this introductory price on OriginalSprout.com. Use code BADASS and get this bundle for $56.25. That's a total savings of $60, making it an affordable gift of clean and safety-tested personal care products to those you care about. That's OriginalSprout.com, code BADASS. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. If you are struggling with sore nipples, you need relief fast. And when sore nipples turn into cracked nipples, forget about it. It's enough to want to call it quits. Damaged nipples can cause real problems with successfully feeding your baby. 
Check with a lactation consultant that your baby is getting a good latch and get some Milky's Nipple Nurture Balm. Nipple Nurture Balm is formulated to soothe, protect, and heal sore or cracked nipples. This nipple balm is made with organic herbal ingredients and combined with natural moisturizers to help provide relief and to heal affected areas and even prevents cra- prevent cracks from reappearing. Nurture Nipple Balm alleviates the discomfort so the joy can be restored to your special bonding time. It is safe for both parent and baby, and there is no need to wipe it off before breastfeeding. Head to fairhavenhealth.com, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com, and use code BADASS for 15% off of your order. And today's sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Um, our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You'll also find all of our other episodes, our breastfeeding resources, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah, I was. I just had to look at that bundle of joy. Oh my God, there's a lot of stuff in it. I know. It's like definitely, you're definitely getting like a really good deal. Yeah, I might order you it for myself. <laughs> I know. It's really, really is a good deal, guys. It's like, yeah, there's a lot, lot of stuff, stuff in there. It's a ton yeah. of stuff in there. And like, you're getting it for like a lot off yeah, really when good. you buy it in that bundle. So, all right. So, what leads to oversupply? So, often we will see this happening like so maybe you're you know you have your baby you're in the hospital um maybe they suggest that you start pumping because maybe your baby's a little bit sleepy and not feeding very vigorously or maybe they're saying like oh your baby seems super hungry let's get your milk in faster and they get you starting to pump this can trigger hormones that are going to cause an oversupply and the reason for this is because if your baby is feeding and the first in the first two weeks, your body is regulating its milk supply based on what the baby is telling it to do. So if you're feeding your baby every couple hours on demand, then your body is going to be like, okay, this is what our baby needs and this is what we're going to do for him or her. So we let then, you know, everything just kind of like flows if we leave it alone, which we never do. So... Yeah. If we start that pumping process very early, like in the hospital or as soon as you come home, then you are telling your body, oh, we picked up another baby along the way. So now we're going to feed both of these babies because now you're, you're, you're stimulating with the baby and you're stimulating with the pump. So now we're telling our, our body, let's make milk for two babies instead. So mm-hmm. now this is where this oversupply comes in. And it is really hard sometimes to reel that in. This sometimes starts too, like if you are, um, if your milk starts to come in and you feel really full and uncomfortable and engorged, people automatically pick up that pump and they're like, all right, I got to get this milk out. That like you, you start getting into trouble with that process. So what I want to tell you is instead of that, like instead of that, if you, if you are feeding your baby on demand and you are just like feeding, feeding and your milk is coming in and you're trying to regulate your milk supply, but you're feeling super full ice, ice and ibuprofen. That's what we always recommend instead of picking up that pump in those first few days, because 
that will trigger an oversupply. And that is really difficult. It is really difficult. Um, then we end up with things like plugged milk ducts and mastitis and a baby that's fussy and gassy and uncomfortable and spitting up a lot and refluxy. And it just can be a really, really difficult thing to manage. Um, but we happen to live in a society that says more milk, more milk, more milk. And it is really difficult to, to just be confident in our milk supply the way it is. It's crazy to me that we have to just like the baby's not getting enough. Feed the baby more, feed the baby more, feed the baby more. And then at some point it switch is switches to like, Oh my God, you're eating so much. Oh my God, you're so fat. Oh my God, you know, stop eating. <sighs> now you have to be skinny, skinny, skinny. Like it's so weird. I know. It's just like, no matter what you're doing is wrong. Right. And no matter what you're doing is wrong. It is and like and having a like a an overweight fat baby is like you know we see these babies and I don't know ads or something and mm-hmm. we're like, oh so cute but like you're not supposed you know your baby's not supposed to just eat endlessly and like pork up that way they don't they don't they just need what they need. Right. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be the way they're supposed to be. And I think that is really hard. Like it, it is really hard to wrap your head around that, you know, because then people have stuff, well, your baby's so little. And it's like, that's, that's rude. Like, I'm sorry. That is rude. And I think people don't realize how hurtful they can be when they say things. But to say something like that to a parent is like, that can really throw them into a, a different place, you know, to say, th- well, your baby's so little. Oh, your baby, oh, you're breastfeeding and your baby's not chunky. Oh, well, you're, you know, like ba- not everybody is supposed to be exactly the same. And you have to look at genetics and all of that stuff too, to see like where you're going to land with this. But we tend to like really focus on that supply because that's what we can control, right? Like we can control that supply piece for the most part, but we, right. Oversupply is a difficult thing to handle. And I know that, you know, because, you know, people are going back to work or if they're fearful of a, like a, you know, weight gain issue with their baby, if that's kind of how they started out, that can trigger a lot of feelings and a lot of things. And this is something that's like, okay, let me just like pump and get as much milk as I can. And then that way I will never have to worry about not having enough milk for my baby. The formula shortage is throwing people into this, like, let me pump because I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough milk for my baby. And we just, you know, there's a formula shortage and all this stuff. But I am just here to say that there needs to be like a happy balance because too much milk can be uncomfortable and can be problematic. And this is sometimes where we see like, oh my gosh, why am I getting mastitis? Why am I getting all these plugged milk ducts? But then you have people that are like pumping all the time. And it's like, this is why you don't realize you have an oversupply because you think you're only pumping three ounces or four ounces. But that's more milk than your baby can handle. Yeah. I well, tried to- so Oh, sorry. I don't know. It's okay. I try to put it into perspective for parents a little bit when they're like, well, I only pumped four ounces. It's like, all right, your baby is a month old. They're not going to eat four ounces. Like you really need to think about your baby here, you know, and like how much, how much is your baby really going to eat? 
why do we have way more milk than what we need for our babies? That's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to have enough milk for your baby. And that's kind of it. Yeah, you need enough milk for your baby. Yeah. And so what do we do if we have an oversupply? So first, one of the first things is like definitely recognizing it. Um, I love it when I get those families that are like, I think I have an oversupply Um, because it is really important to recognize that it's happening. And um, I will say that most of the time it does come from pumping way too early. Um, And it's not, it's not anybody's fault, right? Well, sometimes it's the fault of the hospital, Um, but a lot of times they'll tell you, you know, like you have to start pumping right away and not, you don't realize you know, you don't realize that that's what's going to happen, you know? So sometimes it just, you just don't know. Um, but oversupply, if you have it, some things that we need to do first, we need to recognize that it's happening and then we need to like start down regulating it, you know, like we need to like start to ease back a little bit. Um, sometimes, and it depends on on the situation, sometimes there are people out there that just make a shit ton of milk <laughs> without any kind of like, you know, triggering it at all. And sometimes that's a hormonal thing. So we have to look at that and be like, all right, is this, you know, is this a hormonal thing? Those are like high, you know, high different hormone levels and things like that. So sometimes we go into people go into this already knowing that they are going to maybe make too much milk. Um, I did have one mom at one point who, um, and this is just like popping into my head for this, but she was going through like fertility stuff and was told, Oh, you have high prolactin levels. Cause you know, they do all the blood work and everything that go along with her, you know, with her um, fertility things. And said, Oh, you have high prolactin levels just randomly like high prolactin levels, which, then we were like, okay, you're going to have a lot of milk. Like that's, you know, prolactin is what keeps your milk high. And if you're already walking into this with a higher level, then we know, okay, this is just going to be something that's happening for you. Um, so we know that there are certain things that are going to trigger it. Sometimes thyroid can trigger undersupply or oversupply. So sometimes we have to look at things like that if there is just a lot of milk happening, different hormonal levels. But we need to also look at like, okay, is this oversupply? What's happening with this oversupply and how do we downregulate it? And if it's a pumping thing, then we're going to like scale back from that pumping. If it's pretty early, like if we're in the first couple of weeks still, then we need to scale back from that pumping and we need to let that go and just feed the baby and try to like th- try to let things regulate by just feeding the baby. Sometimes we need to um, do what we call like block feeding. And some people will do that. And that is like, we just feed the baby on one breast per feeding because that tells your body to kind of level things out a little bit. And that's okay to do. Like that is fine. Sometimes it only takes a couple of days of doing that and things start to level out a little bit. And then you can kind of like go back to feeding the way you were or just kind of, you know, follow your baby's lead and see what they, what they're doing. But sometimes that can be enough to kind of regulate things a little bit. Um, but a lot of it is the pumping. A lot of it really is the pumping can just put your body into an oversupply mode. Another thing to remember too is um, you have more milk with each baby. So sometimes, and, and people don't know, you know, don't realize that. Like that's something that, you know, I tell people that all the time because they're like, okay, the first baby I had a supply issue, 
second baby, I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to start pumping right away. And it's like, you have more milk with each baby. So we don't need to worry about that. Like if you feel like you had a supply problem with the first baby, the second baby, you have, you have more milk with each baby. So that is, you might not need to worry about that pumping piece because of that. Um, There's a lot, there's a lot of fear around supply that drives people into an oversupply problem. The other thing that we say too is like with, if that milk is starting to come in and you want to just pick up your pump and be like, let me get this milk out, really try hard not to do that. Really try hard. Just feed your baby on demand and lots of ice. Even if people are, um, even if we're like a couple months in, I'll tell people like ice because it's a lot of swelling in your breast tissue, that fullness and that um, like engorgement feeling. Ice, ibuprofen. That is the the biggest thing. Ice and ibuprofen. Plugged milk ducts, ice, ibuprofen. Because it is just a swelling in those milk ducts, swelling in the breast tissue. We need to kind of like calm it down. Ice and ibuprofen is what's going to help the most. Not like pumping all that milk out to try to like feel more comfortable because it's just going to just going to double how much you're making. Yeah. 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 Because I want, I think sometimes too, it's like, I have too much milk. I have to pump it out. Like I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I need to get it out. And then. Drain me. So I need to get it, the rest of it out. That's, that's yeah. another thing. And it's like, that will trigger more milk. Yeah. You- then we're then. Yeah. Instead of just kind of letting your body adapt, you know, and then everybody's so nervous. Like I also hear. You know, like somebody gets mastitis, for example. We have a, a parent that gets mastitis. She goes to her OB. This just happened not too long ago. This is why I'm bringing it up. But she goes to her OB. OB says, you have to get the milk out. So drain drain the breast. After, after your baby eats, pump. It's like, that's just going to cause more problems. That's how milk supply works. So now you have your OB telling you, you have to, you have to pump after you're feeding because you have mastitis. So pump after you feed, which adds more to stimulation, which adds more to your milk supply, which will add more problems. So that is not helpful. So just feed your baby the way you're spo- the way your baby wants to be fed, and ice. Don't try not to really pump that milk out because that is going to just cause more supply. Um, hand expressing sometimes if, if, especially if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just so full. I can't take it. Hand expressing until you're comfortable is fine. Um, you can, if you had to pump, like if you really have to pump, like if you're really like, I can't take it. I'm so full. I'm uncomfortable. Only a little bit, like just until the breast softens up a little bit. What triggers your body to make more milk is when you are like really stimulating and taking all trying to take as much milk out as you can. Like that's that's when your body's like, oh, we need more. Let's go. But if we're leaving a little bit of milk behind, then your body's going to slow down that production a little bit. Not for us. It's not going to like shut it down completely because I, I think people really get worried about that. Well, then you, you know? get worried about the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You get worried about the opposite. They're like, oh my gosh, if I, if I downregulate my supply, then I'm not going to have enough for the baby. Right. Then it's going to go away. And then when you see the effects of your milk leveling out, then you and people start freaking out. Oh my God, people panic. Oh my yeah. God, it's drying up. I'm always like, it needs to. We need this to happen. 
we need your supply to calm down. That's what I tell people sometimes. We need your supply to calm down. <laughs> because and then you you do, you get in that mindset of like, oh, it's not enough. I was only I was pumping six or seven ounces. Now I'm only pumping three or four. It's not enough. Like, oh my gosh, yes, it is. And we needed that to happen. We needed your supply to calm down because it's way too much milk for anybody to handle. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift said, you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like I, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff that triggers, you know, triggers this. I don't, it's not as easy as like, oh, I pumped in the beginning and I have too much milk. So let's calm it down. A lot of it really does come from, I need to return to work. I have to make sure I have all this milk. I need to, you know, my baby wasn't gaining weight in the beginning. I need to have all this milk. Like it just, there's so much behind it. There's so much baggage there. Um, but we want, we want to make this breastfeeding relationship comfortable and like, compatible. And if there's too much milk, that can also be a problem. You know, we won't want you feeling full, uncomfortable, leaking, plugged milk ducts all the time. You have a fussy baby that's like being flooded with milk all the time. That kind of stuff can be a little bit stressful too. So we want it to be where everything is like, you know, kind of status quo. So if you were to come to me for oversupply issues, I would be like, okay, what's happening with pumping? What are we doing there? What's, you know, probably doing some block feeding depending on the situation of how much oversupply there is. Um, looking at, you know, putting that pump away for just a little while um, just to kind of like let things regulate on its own because that is, that's just too much to, to try to handle. And we don't want you to be attached to a pump all the time. You know, like I've had people that like decided that they would rather have the oversupply. So they just pump all the time and feed because now they're in that cycle of pumping and feeding. So that's just kind of where they stay. And that's a lot to do. And that's a lot of time away from your baby too. So it's just... It's it's not easy. It's not easy to have an oversupply. So let's say if somebody tells you to pump in the hospital, I would question that if your baby is feeding fine. If your baby's not feeding fine, that's a different story. Um, if your baby is latching, things are going well, there's no issues, just let things roll for the first couple of weeks. After a couple of weeks, your milk supply is regulating and you can pump if you want to. But in the beginning, that is where we see those oversupplies being triggered is pumping really quickly in the beginning. And this didn't used to have to be a problem. Like, I don't remember seeing this the way I do now. Even 10 years ago, it was not happening like this. Hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's the pumps. Like there's, there are, you know, like when insurance started doing the pump thing, then everybody could get a pump really easily. And it's just like, I, I don't know. There's just so much. There's just so much. It used to be like, mm -hmm. okay, my baby's born. I'm just going to feed them. And like, that's it. And now it's like, oh my gosh, no, you have to pump because somebody else wants to feed your baby and you have to have all this milk to go back to work. And you have to, you know, it's just, oh my gosh, there's so much. Yes. I blame capitalism. Well, I'm going to figure <laughs> out, I'm going to figure it out. The, line, the lineage here and all. I'll get back to you. 
Oh God. <laughs> Abby's going to feel uh, uh, This is a little off topic, but I'm going to say it. There's uh, a listener message or, um, yeah, we were, I was messaging with a listener and she was saying that she, you know, she has a, oh, I can't remember. She studies like, um, consumerism and like parenthood and this a lot of the stuff I rant about. Oh, cool. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And like, um, I was like, do you have any books or anything that you would recommend? And she sent me some book recommendations recommendations. And so I'm checking them out of the library. So get ready. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm like building ammunition. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to be, we're, yeah. And everybody we're get ready. Get it's ready. Be, get your like, shield. So good. I'm going to learn so much more and I'm going to pass it on. Ugh. So that is pretty much oversupply. If anybody has questions, I mean, it's kind of it in a nutshell, but um, if anybody f- thinks that they're dealing with this and they need a little guidance, need a little help, definitely, you know, contact a lactation consultant because that that's important. You know, it's important to kind of have some guidance with this because it, it can be hard to manage. So Totally. Imp- yeah. I think if you definitely, if you think you have a oversupply you definitely need a lactation consultant yeah for sure and that's it thanks for listening thank you bye bye